0: Hello, hello! We're joined today by Mina, who creates the webcomic Gen Z on Webtoon Canvas. In the story, we get to watch four members of the band Gen Z, Akira, Moon, Zook, and Avian chaotically living together as they come of age. We're excited to share the conversation we had with Mina, where we discuss topics such as design and fashion inspirations for the distinct and well-dressed characters she's created, how she sources many of the episode plots from things that have happened around her life, her positive experience creating plushies for Gen Z fans, and when we can expect a comic to return from its hiatus, and more. Here's Mina. Hey, Mina, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How are you guys?
0: We're doing well. Thank you for asking. We're super excited to have you today. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: I'm Nina, also known as Animrak. I'm the author of Gen Z and I'm from Canada.
0: How did you come up with Animrak as a name? I I like, I think it's very fun to say.
1: I was basically playing a video game with my friends and they were starting to flip their name backwards and I just decided to copy them. So it ended up becoming my username for almost everything.
0: And it carried over to Webtoon, too. That's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and tell us a little bit about how you got into art making Webtoon.
1: I got into art when I was like really young. I think it was around four or five when my grandma got me a chalkboard and I started drawing. And ever since then, I've been drawing my whole life. So I started doing um, digital art around when I was 12 or 13, I think. And yeah, that's been my whole life ever since.
0: And what influenced your art style? You have a very unique art style that I I, I like. It adds this other dimension to every single character, especially for the four main members of the band. But how how do you think you came up with your art style?
1: For me, my art style kind of just came naturally. I started working on it, like fully trying to materialize how it's gonna look. When I got into high school, that's when I got into Webtoon. Mm. So I got a lot of influences from comics like Windbreaker, like you said. Mm. and artists like Takashi who created like that flower yeah a lot of influences from those types of artists and media
0: you've been reading webtoon for a long time how did you go from that to like okay you know what I'm gonna make the sleep and make my own webtoon
1: okay let me get into like the story of how I got into art because that's kind of when I got into webtoon so I used to be a k-pop fan artist (laughs) I used to draw a lot of traditional work
0: which groups were you a k-pop fan artist for BTS (laughs)
1: that I've been with at the beginning okay I've been drawing them and then I found out that there are artists who use digital media to kind of post their artwork so I got into Instagram and saw artists using digital art and I begged my parents to buy me a tablet basically Uh and then that kind of just transitioned into webtoon because I don't know why but k-pop and anime webtoons they're kind of like interacting with each other a lot so I found them to that and I just decided to make my own. There wasn't really a catalyst of how or when I wanted to start making Webtoon. I just did it without thinking.
0: How did you come up with this concept of Gen Z in particular?
1: So for Gen Z, I made them when Webtoon had this contest. It was a short story contest, so I was supposed to make a short story for them, but I ended up liking the characters too much and I just ended up making them into what they are now so i got a lot of influences from i don't know if you guys know the comic 19 days but that's a big influence on it Mm -hmm. i just really like reading slice of life content because i thought it was really lighthearted and easy to follow so that's how i ended up drawing gen z
0: for the uh, characters themselves you have four characters you have zoop give kira avian how did you come up with their concepts because You also put in a lot of time to kind of share their background, create character sheets that readers can enjoy as well. So how did you come up with the process of coming up with your characters?
1: Um, The first character I made was Zook. I actually came up with his name because of my teacher, because he was telling me about, he was telling the whole class about how he wanted to name his son Bazooka and Zook for short. So Uh. I kind of stole that idea from him. And then I saw a bunch of guys on Pinterest, and I kind of built a whole board for what I wanted the guys to look like. Uh-huh. So yeah, Zook was the first actual character that I drew properly, made um, character sheets for and everything. And then Moon kind of came after, because I feel like the way I made that my characters were mostly because of Pinterest and their influence. And the first character that popped up, I just took whatever facial features I wanted and merged them into one person, so yeah.
0: And what about the personalities? How did you come up with their personalities and do the feel of the character?
1: For their personalities, I merged mine with my friends' personalities. So a lot of their mannerisms, the way they talk, the way they present themselves is from me and my friends. Mm. One of them, Zook, is mainly uh, focused on one of my friends who's really goofy in real life, so... I decided to merge their personalities together and make soup.
0: Like you mentioned, it's a slice of life. You know, each week they're kind of on a different adventure. How do you come up with like kind of the skits or the the thing that you're going to talk about with these characters in a given week?
1: So I was actually really excited about this question. (laughs) Each episode of Gen Z is basically an over-dramatized skit of things that have happened to me in real life uh, okay it's actual real events that happened and I just made it really dramatic basically
0: and the four of them like make it more dramatic on their own like as you write it um, are you just kind of looking at what each character would do or do you kind of write through the perspectives of the characters, or do you know what beats you want to hit in a story and go from there
1: I have certain, yeah, like you said, I had certain beats I wanted them to hit, but I also knew how they were going to react, so I was just thinking if I put them into my situation at that time, mm. how they would react to the certain situation, and then I just write it down.
0: Each of your character, I mean, every single person that's introduced in the webtoon is incredibly good looking, super stylish. <laughs> You know, you talked about looking at a bunch of different people as inspiration for the characters, but in terms of their style and what they wear, I know the guys, they all love going to shop as well, but how do you kind Mm -hmm. of draw the fashion inspiration of what they would be wearing, what they look like?
1: I'm really into Pinterest. I think everyone knows that by now. So I got introduced to a lot of like streetwear and a lot of different types of fashion. I usually save up uh, Pinterest boards with all the different types of fashion that I would like to wear that I can't, because I can't afford mm-hmm. it mainly. I feel like the certain outfits that I would like to wear really matches what their aesthetic is. Mm. Yeah, their aesthetic's pretty simple, I think. I didn't realize people would think of them as fashionable because the outfits they wear are pretty casual, just colorful.
0: Well, I need to like hang out with them some more to get some inspiration because if that's casual, Like, I want to see what happens when they step up their game. But they look really good, and I like the, I like the feel that you, you create with it. You've been doing this for like two and a half years now. You started, mm-hmm. like, right after the pandemic, it seems. You're at 70,000 subscribers. I mean, just talk us through what that means to you and how it how it feels to make it this far.
1: Okay, so I've I've been making comics way before Gen Z. So I started making comics when I was 14. That's when I got started with digital art. Mm-hmm. So the first few comics I made were kind of a fails for me. I didn't like how they turned out. The art was kind of wonky. And the storylines were pretty meh, so I decided to scrap all of that and work on Gen Z, which was the first comic of mine that actually, I would say, that blew up.
0: How many comics did you do before, out of curiosity, that you scrapped and you are like, I don't feel good about
1: I think I have four or five. (laughs) Yeah, one of them is still up. It's called Scratch the Surface. That was something I was okay with. (laughs) But the rest I fully deleted. So when I first started it, I never really, unlike my other comics, I wasn't that strict on what I wanted it to look like or what I wanted it to be about. Because in my previous experiences, I really wanted to be a Webtoon original creator. Mm. And for this one, I really didn't care. I just wanted to make something fun. So the first time I uploaded, I didn't really get a lot of people reading it. And then after a few times, like two three episodes, that's where the traction started to pick up. I started getting thousands of followers a day until it just snowballed into what it is now. And it was a lot of pressure, but it was really fun as well.
0: Can you talk a little bit more about how you used Instagram like that to build an appetite for Gen Z as a comic?
1: Yeah, Instagram, I feel like any type of social media is a really good tool whenever you're trying to build up an audience. So Instagram was my main social media. And I got my, I got a lot of my followers through my friends. Because a lot of my friends have a following already and I was just getting started. So I really had to learn how to network. And I don't want to say network because that sounds too business. But (laughs) in this environment we're in right now, the easiest way for you to get a following is to network and meet people. And that's how you're going to, sadly, that's how you're going to build your audience. And that's how I built mine. I think a lot of newer creators don't want to try to make friends with other creators because they think those more popular creators won't really bat an eye to them or notice mm-hmm. them. But a lot of them just want to look for people who like the same thing. That's how Instagram has helped me a lot. Just people supporting other artists.
0: Another thing you tried is publishing episodes earlier on Tapas. Was there a reason that you did that? Or is you were you just like, it might be fun to get some get some readers there as well?
1: not gonna lie webtoon it's been getting harder to get more readers I and mean, get more older readers to come back and read the story mm-hmm. so trying to branch out into different apps will help gain more readers i feel like i'm too businessy when i'm talking about this
0: well i think you're the <laughs> the only creator to use the word networking so i'm not saying that you're too businessy but you should just be aware that that's a fact so yeah <laughs> no no it, it makes sense We've we've talked to a lot of people and Especially recently, it's really hard to build an audience on Webtoon. So it makes complete sense that you'd want to try Tapas or or other platforms as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And Tapas, I was introduced to Tapas before I was introduced to Webtoon. But I never knew that I could post there myself. So once I found out that I can do that, I decided to just add that to the apps that I usually post at. And so now I'm just posting on Webtoon Patreon and Tapas.
0: I want to get to your Patreon later, but before we move on to that, as you look back on your two and a half year journey with Gen Z, is there anything that you would change?
1: I'd say more consistency, more consistency with the art style, the plot and just the time of updates, because I tend to be really random with my updates. I don't really have an update schedule set up yet, which I'm trying to work on right now that's why I took the (laughs) hiatus but those are definitely some of the things I want to work on if I was to republish Gen Z.
0: Before we move on to like kind of talking about Patreon and stuff have you ever thought about you know if Gen Z were made into a movie who you'd want to cast as your main four characters?
1: I actually haven't seen any characters that look like them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you'd have to go from scratch you'd have to find new people.
1: Yeah I'd have to like host auditions. I do have models that I use to make references I have some of them here for Akira it's uh I think he's a Chinese actor I'm not sure but his name is Wang Yibo Mm. and then Moon is a model I have a model for Moon his name is Desiree Mia he's the main reference I use when I draw him for Akira I'd say it's JB from God 7 Uh, and then for Luke there's this um Instagram model I'd say that I found recently. His name is P.J. Cool Thomas. That's his Instagram. So if they were to make a movie, I'd say those people.
0: There we go. I ho- I hope they know how to act. If not, they can learn pretty quickly. But I'll I think. just looked up. What a- I just looked up Desiree. I'm like spot on. He'd be great as well. Mm-hmm. Well done. He'd be perfect. <laughs> I'd love to um, you know talk about um, your Patreon a little bit. So um, mm-hmm. in terms of you know, trying to monetize this audience. We're going to go back into business land just for a little bit. How has that been for you? What made you decide, okay, I want to launch a Patreon? And how did you decide what you wanted to give to your patrons?
1: I started my Patreon, I think that was when I was like straight out of high school. I needed to make money somehow because I wasn't getting hired anywhere. So I decided to make a Patreon and... I basically just looked at what my friends were doing with theirs and I copied it into mine. But it's been hard to keep up with it. So I'd put it on pause sometimes and I'd pause the payments because I don't want them to pay for something that I'm not posting. Mm. So I just got into that once I realized that I could make money off of Gen Z. (laughs) See, (laughs) it's just all money for Gen Z.
0: (laughs) The other thing that you did was really interesting, you launched a plushie for Akira. Mm Can you talk us through how you came up with that idea? And then what what sort of happened when you launched it?
1: Oh, yeah. So as you guys already know, I liked K-pop. And there were these plushies of K-pop idols going around where they can make like outfits for them and change it up. I thought it would be a really good idea to make one of the boys. So the first character I chose was Akira because I feel like he has a pretty distinct um, design. And I was originally just going to make it for me. But then my friends started telling me that they wanted to buy one, too. Mm -hmm. And then I asked people on my Instagram if they wanted to buy some, too. And they said, yes. So I started ordering them, finding manufacturers and getting a lot of weird designs back. But it eventually turned out pretty good. So I guess it was a success.
0: How did you kind of make the plushie, design the plushie? What was that process like for you?
1: It was a really long process. I had to, I think it was two, three months that I was planning on launching these plushies. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of research with manufacturers and a lot of them didn't really pull through. So I kept having to look for different manufacturers that reached my needs and were kind of affordable, like within my range because manufacturing is really expensive mm. so I first drafted a design for him and I sent it out they sent me a quote and they started making sample plushies and the first few that they got was kind of bad yeah yeah we had to do a lot of modification though so those took like one or two months almost just for the samples and then the rest of it it was just a lot of back and forth and shipment details a lot of boring business stuff in between that and then they eventually got shipped out to me
0: and do you think merch plushies things like that could work for comic artists or do you think something like patreon is the best way for comic artists to make money
1: i honestly think merch works way better than patreon in my personal opinion ah okay a lot of people have a hard time committing to a monthly payment system like patreon and they just want something that they can get immediately So merch, like plushies, like shirts, everything like that, they want something tangible that they can have to remind them of the comics. So I noticed that more people wanted my merch compared to my Patreon. A lot of people are getting it for their kids, actually, like for gifts, which was really surprising. (laughs) Yeah, I think merch is easier to handle compared to Patreon as well.
0: How does it feel for you as an artist to have like a physical thing, (laughs) you know, like your character in plushy form now? That must feel pretty cool.
1: It's so fun. (laughs) I have like, I bought little outfits for him online. (laughs) I've been like switching out his outfits, taking like photos with my friends. It's so weird, but it's so fun.
0: Do you want to do another one soon? I know it sounds like it was a lot of work, but are you Mm going to do another launch?
1: People really like the Akira one, and people really want a zoo plushie, so I kind of want to do it, but not right now because it's too much work to work on it right now. But maybe sometime in the future.
0: When you engage with your fans, uh, one other thing that you've done is you've launched a Discord. Mm-hmm. What was the reasoning behind starting the Discord in the first place?
1: I think I started the Discord when I was having I was doing a live stream. And I was talking to my, my readers. I was talking to them about having regular live streams and doing art contests and stuff. And one of them suggested that we make a Discord just for um, Gen Z readers. So I thought that was fun and I started working on it. People just started joining, but it's really hard. To, I didn't know how hard it was to maintain a Discord, especially when it's so busy. Mm. I'm kind of just like taking a step back from it.
0: Yeah, Discord can get overwhelming really fast. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked to creators who are like, you know, on one end, they're like, I love my Discord community. I found a mod, and they do a great job, and I let that thing run. Um, mm-hmm. all, but more often than not, we hear people say it's really difficult to manage a Discord. What do you think makes it hard for a creator to, to manage a Discord? What do you think are some things that can be improved?
1: I think um, having to keep the server active, that's one of the hardest things to do because everyone's doing like different things in their life and they can't be on the server 24-7 and neither can I. So finding people, like finding events, doing things to keep everyone entertained is really hard and finding moderators that you can trust is also really hard. Mm -hmm. Which is why a lot of comic art, a lot of my friends don't want to do it because of that reason, which is understandable.
0: And in terms of engaging with your friends and using that to grow your fan base, we talked a little bit about Instagram in the beginning. But are there other (laughs) things that you think helped you grow your audience so quickly?
1: I think making use of the the Webtoon algorithm. Hmm. Algorithms really play a big part in growing your audience, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, or Webtoon. They... What I've noticed is that they really like consistency. They like it when they see your audience interacting with your posts a lot. and once they catch wind of your comic, they'll eventually start pushing it to the front page, which what which is what they did to my comic at first. And then once you kind of take a few breaks from your comic, your, readership start to go down really fast. That's what I've been noticing a lot recently. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people start unsubscribing because they clear out their subscribing list. Yeah, being consistent and having being engaged with your following is really important when it comes to that.
0: I see. And you said taking advantage of the algorithms. Are there certain things that you noticed about the webtoon al- algorithm in particular that you think might be helpful for other artists to know about?
1: Yeah, like I said before, um Posting regularly is really important. Uh Liking every comment. And this is like when you're beginning because you're not going to get a thousand comments, a hundred comments immediately. But when you're starting out trying to grow your following, make sure to engage with your followers. Um, Like their comments, comment, like reply to their comments. Um, Keep posting regularly. Just try to post as much as you can. But I, but don't spam your followers with, your, with a bunch of posts because that's pretty annoying as well.
0: Are you ready to move to some fan questions? Yeah, sure. This, okay. I love this one. This is from Low Loves. How do you handle all the stress of working on a company?
1: You don't. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> I don't think there's a way to handle the stress when you're working. Like, right now, I'm working two... No. Yeah, I'm working two jobs, a full-time and then this one. And... I don't think I've been handling stress that well recently, but what I did before was I would set up a schedule when I would work on my comic and when I would work on personal stuff. And I think it's really good to take a break from work in general whenever you're doing something and you start feeling really overwhelmed.
0: Are there any activities in particular that you enjoy that help you kind of reset or take your mind off of things?
1: Hanging out with friends, family really helps me whenever I'm feeling stressed out. I would consider myself an introvert, but sometimes it's better to talk to people and have their opinions on what you should do. So communicating has really been helping with stress.
0: The next question is from Duenas and they say, have you decided when the comic will come back? This is the million-dollar question. I was going to ask you this if uh, Duenas did not.
1: This is what everyone's been asking. Right now, I've been working on a lot of stuff regarding Gen Z. I have assistants that I want to hire. I have a few, I have like 10 chapters that I've already drafted and finished. And I'm just waiting for the right time to post the comic itself. I just have to finish up the last few chapters. So maybe around, I don't want to give a date because I always do that. And I never follow through with it. I don't know, sometime this year, I'd say.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. We're very excited to see Gen Z come back. And then your last Mm -hmm. question is from Line Liz. Mm -hmm. The Lines Liz, sorry. If your characters got arrested, what would the reasons be?
1: Well, we already know Zook is going to be for public indecency in (laughs) one of the chapters. Um, Moon would be for stealing because, you know, it's the economy right now, man. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing well, so money's hard. Money. Yeah. Um, Avian would get into a fight and Akira would join in with him. That's basically, <laughs> that would be a good episode.
0: Hopefully that doesn't happen to you and use it as inspiration, but maybe you can <laughs> just draw them, draw them getting arrested. What else do you have in store for your future? How do you think about what you want to do as a webcomic artist?
1: Yeah, so I've been talking to a lot of my online friends about this. I've been looking into making one more comic. Right now, I'm trying to post test episodes for this one. It's called Illicit Uh Dancing. It's a rom-com. And it's about these two dancers who just meet randomly and then fall in love. You know, basic rom-com stuff. (laughs) Just something really easy to follow. So that's one thing I want to get out. And then I also have another comic about tattoo artists that I've been working on for so long now, but I haven't been able to release it. I think I changed the name, so I forgot what name it is. But yeah, those two are, aside from Gen Z, those two are ones that I want people to start reading as well.
0: We'll be excited to come out. And in terms of changes to the industry, you know, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you want to see change in the webtoon industry as a whole?
1: I'd say more diverse characters. I see Mm -hmm. that coming out now a lot of more diverse webtoon characters more like different body types when it comes to that I want to see more newer types of stories because I feel like recently a lot of stories have been getting recycled and it's been pretty repetitive Mm. I just want to see something new something different from other artists as well as well as myself
0: I mean you you have uh, four characters with Asian or Pacific Islander background how did you arrive mm-hmm. at that you talked about the importance of introducing diverse characters how did you come up with uh, introducing these racial backgrounds to these four characters I
1: just really wanted a group of friends from different countries mm. cuz it's really a immigrant type of thing to make friends with a bunch of different cultures <laughs> and different backgrounds right so i basically just wanted People from different walks of life to be able to meet and become friends, just like how they did. Sounds pretty cheesy, but like.
0: No, I can definitely speak to that. Mm -hmm. Advice. Is there any advice that you'd give to someone that's looking to start their own webtoon?
1: Just have fun with it and don't try to make comics just to impress someone. It's not gonna make you happy in the long run. Just make something that you wanna make and you wanna show to people, because that will give you enough drive to finish and continue your story.
0: Are you ready to close out with some rapid fire questions? Yeah, sure. Which fictional character best describes your personality?
1: I wanna say Toothless from How to Train Your Dragons. <laughs>
0: uh, what three webtoons would you take with you on a desert island?
1: LSC, mercenary enrollment, and solo leveling.
0: I like the speed mm-hmm. of what you got those. Yeah. Three, <laughs> if you could pick any creator to have dinner with, who would it be?
1: PB, Plastic Bee. Mm. She's one of my oldest webtoon creator friends, and she's really cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you don't need to explain to us. She was so awesome Mm -hmm. when she came out of the show. I I definitely, definitely get it. Uh, What's your favorite scene from any webtoon?
1: So I just saw this recently, but I started reading Under the Oak Tree, Mm. and there's this scene where they were doing, they were like trying to learn how to horseback riding. How to do horseback riding, and then there's this like long panel that shows basically the entire kingdom and them on a horse, which I saw, which I thought was really pretty.
0: And then finally, if you could have dinner with a fictional character, who would it be?
1: I would say Wuin from Eliseed.
0: <laughs> Mina, thank you so much for taking some time to come on the show. Please check out Gen Z; it's going to be back soon. Also, look out for Mina's other work if you go over to Webtoon and look at uh, Mina's creator profile. You can find a link tree and from there, you can look at all of Mina's wonderful work. Thanks so much for taking some time today. It's been a blast.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Hopefully I didn't sound too stupid and <laughs> too businessy on this podcast.
0: <laughs> no, you are great. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. And thanks for Oro for telling you guys about me.
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you have any feedback or want to be featured as our next guest, please write to us at pixelsandpanelspod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe, like, or give us a five-star rating. See you all next week.